0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of eating in restaurants and cooking and wine and cashing in on the heritage that is ours here in New Orleans and southeast Louisiana. With all of this great seafood that we have and uh, keep getting... And you keep enjoying, and matches just about any other you would find anywhere in the world—at least a part of the world that I've been in, and which is most of it. If that's what you're looking for, you have come to the right place because we are going to move some, uh, a few uh, animals around that have uh, little uh, pinchers. <laughs> if we get into this too much, anyway. Uh, guess who's here? Harlan Pierce. Harlan, you there? He's not? He's not here? Oh, <clears throat> well, I don't know what we're going to do then. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk to him later. Uh, our number is 260-6368. We talk about food uh, restaurants. Anything else on your mind is uh, always welcome here. I just want to hear from you, though. That's the, that's the key to it all. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now and get right in. We'd love to have you be part of our program. Uh, Mainly, not uh, just to fill in a bunch of space or anything, but because the restaurants that that you have uh, discovered, uh, that you really enjoy, those aren't the same ones that everybody else likes. Now, I'm not telling you that either they or you are wrong about that. I'm just saying that everybody's got a different look at it, and then when you distill this, you wind up with the best of all. You know, whatever is uh, uh, out there floating around, you can try it out. It might be something you never otherwise would have even so much as given a thought to, and now here you are eating it. Well, so we're ready to do that, and it happens best when uh, you uh, contribute something. I'm um, No money. You don't give me any money. Uh, but if you've been to any good place to eat or if you've cooked anything at home that really played out well, uh, come visit with us, would you? Uh, that's what we're interested in more than anything else. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now and, uh, and get right in and let's know about it. Bo-doop, boop, bo-doop, boop, boop. Uh, a lot of that is uh, looking ahead to Mother's Day, which is on the 12th of May. But uh, we've got a long way to go from there. Uh just uh, what's what's been cooking over at your house? That's that's uh, what I'm interested in more than anything. 68 six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Let's see. What do we have going? On? Oh, I remember. I, I had a a little game to play with you. Here, I was uh, cleaning out my office, which is direly in need of uh, getting rid of stuff more than anything else. Um, and uh, I, anyway, was going through a, a big pile of things. I, I, my problem is I'm, I don't have very much open space because I've used it for something else. Uh, but I found a, a big stack of old New Orleans magazines from 1970s It's what it looks like to I me. And I know a little bit about it because I was the editor of the magazine for about four years, so five years or so. And uh, anyway... I haven't looked at this in a long time, and there were a bunch of ads in here uh, that uh, are, are very, uh, very interesting. You know, like uh, finding something in a, uh, just like hanging around uh, <clears throat> that is um, much more valuable than you would even give a moment's credit for. Anyway, I thought we would uh, go through some of these and see if anybody remembers all of them. I have one uh, already uh, called, that was called just simply the Chateau Rib. Obviously, they they like doing barbecue. And this was a place on, on Veterans Highway near Bonneville. I don't remember this place at all. But if you do, call me up and tell me about it. Let's see. I have a a note that has been made for me. Soft-shell crabs coming in from crawfish. Uh, for, uh, and uh, let's see. What else is this? To say, And uh, and Harlan uh, is going to come and tell us about that, uh, if we can get a hold of him, 260 That's all you need to do is dial us up. We'd love to hear from you about where you've been eating and uh, where, you'd, where you'd like to eat at any time in the future or ever did back in your earliest lifetimes. What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. 260 6-0. Let's see. Let me grab some of these and see what we turn up. Here's one that's kind of interesting. There was this little little guy whose head looked like an acorn, uh, and he's bent over, and he's got his eyes closed, and he's got his thumb and forefinger con- uh, uh, locked up with one another. And clearly he was trying to make the point that his, uh, his dinner's his dinner menus were extra nice. This uh, apparently was uh, oh, it was December edition, so this went back to uh, to then, and it says Joyeux Noël, Happy Noël. This uh, this holiday, enjoy our French provincial cuisine. That was what they always called it over at Masson's. This was a, a restaurant in the uh, out at the east uh, west end. And uh, they were there for a long time. It's very uh, not fancy exactly, because there were certain things about it that weren't fancy at all. But they were. Uh, it was a, a good restaurant. Everybody really liked it because it w- was in the next step into uh, eating more complicated co- uh, cooking. So anyway, it says this holiday, enjoy your, the, our pre- a French provincial cuisine. It's, so they meant, in other words, that it would come from one particular province of of. Uh, France, which was the, the whole idea, uh, the perfect addition to a festive season. Yeah, I, I would say probably so. And that, down at the bottom, it said Masson Restaurant Francais. <laughs> Boy, that we tried so hard back in those days in the restaurant business to get people to uh, understand what the classic French everythings were. Or we would do all we could to avoid getting into that because sometimes it was a little expensive. Uh, but that's the way that went. Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Call right now, you'll get right in, and we'd love to hear from you about any aspect of eating at all. Where where you been lately? Two six zero six three six eight. But but up There was something else I wanted to bring up today. I can't remember what it is. Let's see. Um, looking ahead to the jazz festival, um, that cranks up tomorrow. Uh, if you say, "Wait a minute," the jazz festival doesn't start until uh, after it's uh, you know it's actually when it's already rolling with the people, most of whom were are local people uh, at the beginning. And then the the people who are visiting town start coming in from all over the world, but it, it mostly starts with local people who kind of laid claim on that that uh, Thursday night. They they would just get in there and pick it clean, sort of. Uh, so uh, that went uh, that went for quite a while, and and still does. Uh, this is also going to be uh, the. Uh, the annual Greek festival uh, and there's always a little conflict between the jazz festival and, and the Greek festival but they're very different from uh, one and another and if you were to go to one and then the other you would find it uh, to be better than you were expecting it to be uh, whatever that means 260 is our number and give us a call would you I'd love, I'd like to uh, I'd like to hear from you about uh, where you've been eating lately what places you have found to be better than than lately uh, i had an interesting uh, experience yesterday i was asked to speak to a rather large group that is occupy that occupies this uh, big old building that is used for a lot of special events you know weddings and that kind of thing and uh, they asked me but the, one of the things they do aside from that is um, uh, on the uh, throughout the uh, uh through the weekend oftentimes uh they um uh, they have a lot of uh, interesting ideas that uh that i haven't uh, nailed down yet there was something there i wanted to make a point of that but i forgot what it was 260-6368, 260-6368. it'll come to me in a minute uh, we're going to hunt down Harlan Pierce and talk to him. He's a, a guy who's been in the seafood business for a long time at the wholesale level. So this is way beyond even the guy who brings in oysters for you. 260-6368. Won't someone call? How about it? Give us a call. You, you, you know, we, the best part about this program is that there are so many wonderful meals to be had out there, wonderful dishes. And uh, we tend to stick with our own favorites, and that's logical enough. But uh, it's, there's so much else out there that I, I wonder, you know, why, why can't we spread it out a little bit? Oh, well, we'll do our best. Uh, we finally uh, dug up uh, Harlan, uh, a good friend of mine, and we'll talk to him in a minute. But in the meantime, uh, Pete has called, and so has Craig. Pete, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. How are you? I'm fine, thank you for waiting so long. I know you got back to behind a train there, but uh, that's life. So, uh, yeah, I'm driving in town
2: for Jazz Fest. I uh, yeah. I grew up in New Orleans, and then I moved yeah. uh, I moved over to Florida. So maybe you can help me remember a restaurant as a kid. It was out on West Point. It had some outdoor seating right at the mouth of the canal.
1: Um, it was near uh, Fitzgerald's, but it was down mm. the way a little bit. you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, there were, in in its uh, heyday, there were ten restaurants in West End Park. West End Park making that distinction because that was kind of around everything. And there were a bunch of them. Uh, that some were better than others, like Bruning's I always thought was a really good one. That was also the oldest restaurant. Uh, Seafood place that w- that was out there. Uh, Swanson's was uh, I thought a really good one. The guy who ran it for a, a while in the 70s and 80s I thought was pretty smart, but he, he passed away early uh, in his life, so we, we lost him. Uh, and then uh, uh, let's see what else was uh, was there. Uh, anyway, there was a lot coming in at that time, and. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other uh, West End Park uh, restaurants. Did I hit any of them yet?
0: Yeah, I I remember
1: Swanson as a kid. I remember, um, of course, I remember Fitzgerald's. But there was yeah. this place that they did a lot of boiled seafood. They were right there at the tip oh, of the canal. Yeah, I remember that. It did not last long. Uh, steamed seafood has never caught on in New Orleans. It's just they've tried yeah. and tried. That one was it was it was two letters like J and C or something like that. Uh, but I do right. remember that. And they tried like crazy uh, to to make it take off, but it never did.
0: So I uh, oh
1: so my restaurant tip for you out of town though it's in Fort Walton Beach Florida it's called Bay yeah. Cafe yeah if you've ever been there to your listeners i'd recommend if you're in Fort Walton Beach go to Bay Cafe it's right there on the intercoastal waterway fantastic mm-hmm. food hmm that sounds good i uh, this that's a whole world unto itself though uh, as i'm sure you know
2: they do a uh, they do a black and red fish on a croissant that is uh,
1: pretty spectacular. Mm. Yeah, that 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 sounds good already, and we haven't even uh, taken a nibble of it yet. Let's see, there was I'm trying to remember some of those other West End uh, places. Uh, there was that one that used to be. Uh, never, never mind. Uh, well, thanks for calling. Yeah, appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you at Jazz Fest. You probably will. See you later. It's the food show. Uh, Craig is over here, I think. Craig, welcome. Hey Tom, it's Greg. Oh Greg, I'm sorry. Uh, nice no, to no, have no you. No
2: worries. <laughs> hey, have you been recently to China Orchid on Carrollton,
1: in the uh, Riverbend area? No, I haven't been there in about a year. I, my daughter likes it, and we have been there a couple of times. Uh, and I'd say it's it's better than it was, say. Five years ago, five or okay. eight years ago. Uh, and I don't remember it ever being a lot better than it is now, but it's it's pretty good. It's, I wouldn't say it's one of the best Asian restaurants I've ever been to before, but it's it's good enough.
2: Okay, because I'm in that area now. Because Five yeah. Happiness is
1: a little. <clears throat> I, yeah, uh, well, of those two, uh, the, high, the Five Happiness would be my pick of those two. Would be your take? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I, right. I think they they are pretty consistent over there, and they have a huge menu. Uh,
2: I'll have to give them a try. Okay, Tom, yeah. thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for uh, calling. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, uh, and it's time for uh, for us to uh, get in here and uh, talk to talk to Harlan. Harlan hey, Tom. Harlan, how are you? <laughs> haven't haven't <laughs> talked to you in a long time.
2: That's right. have been, been busy, Tom. I've been busy, doing A lot of things going on.
1: I doing. know. I mean, you are uh, on the top uh, top rung of uh, keeping the seafood supply up and down in New Orleans, uh, and, which is never-ending. Always something different, always something new. The one constant is change. It
2: always is change, And sometimes for the good, sometimes not for the good, you know, and so, But New Orleans is New Orleans, and, you know, sometimes we tend to get away from our roots, and I believe we need to stay with our roots and stay with our traditional products and stay with the seafood that we grew up with. and But they're just not as easy to get to as they used to be, you know. we are just not, and, mm. you know, it's just uh, different things. There are a few two things that really had a renaissance, like wild catfish has really come back strong. I mean, uh, the island catfish industry is just exploding right now, and all this rain and fresh water and all is really helping it. And it, it's just been a, a wonderful time for that product to come back and regenerate. No, wait, wait, and become... wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Before you go any farther, let me make sure I, uh, I, I'm understanding what you're talking about. This is uh, this is a farm-raised catfish? or Not farm-raised. It was, it was the opposite wild. of farm-raised.
2: Wild. Ah. Very wild. Yeah, see, Louisiana grew up on, on wild catfish. Is catfish. the is Catfish. Yeah. The Bonton tidbit appetizers that you've always seen. All it's, it's all wild catfish. Has been yeah. in the past, and it, it got pushed aside by the farm-raised guys, and the farm-raised guys got pushed aside by the by the imports. And now, there's a, like I said, there's been a renaissance in the world of the wild tetris guys. And the weather that we've had in this last three or four months has, has not really hurt that. The Tetris the fishermen have been really strong and been, have gone out, and we're producing quite a bit of the the wild stuff. And it's so much nicer, and so much better. And you know, you know what's what's really interesting, Tom, is that people don't remember flavor. You know the flavor mm-hmm. that we've gotten in Louisiana products. You know, they go to and I'm not against farm raised products. So don't take this the wrong way, but we just had better taste when you put that to salmon, catfish, and a fried or whatever. Or whatever, it's just really a wonderful product, and it's been a, it's been a bright shiny star lately in a in sort of a, a very dreary last three months in the seafood industry, and basically because of weather. I mean, the, yeah. the weather's been really terrible with, with rain and wind and cold, and,
1: and you those, know. With those, uh, uh, tornadoes that keep, uh, well, they keep telling us they're coming, but don't really. <laughs> no, I know. It's not just, not it's, yet. Yeah.
2: It, you know, soft-shell crabs is another thing we should be get into. But we were looking at a really good maiden season, a maiden, maiden crab coming in early in March mm-hmm. and never developed because of the weather. And, you know, you know, traditionally we don't usually have a lot of soft crabs before Mother's Day. That's when really the mm-hmm. kickoff is, supposedly after Easter. But, but we were looking forward to a good one, but the Mother Nature kicked in and shut all that down just like the crawfish slowed down with the weather it's just been a rough year weather wise for us you know the the weather guys have not shined upon us
1: and if you put well, it in
2: if, if you put it in political vernacular you know uh, it <laughs> they've been found guilty of collusion with cold weather heavy rains <laughs> and high winds you know and, and 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 also guilty of obstruction of seafood production so mm. you know all these things are are there right now but you know Sometimes we we tend to drift away from what is New Orleans or what is Louisiana, mm-hmm. and it, it's what made us strong was what we've done in Louisiana, with the fisheries in particular. And we need to stay with our roots. And you see some restaurants that, that drift away, that don't do as well. You see the restaurants that are staying to their strengths and they're doing pretty well. The old time restaurants are doing really really well right now and staying yeah. with Louisiana. So, but Louisiana, you know, it, it, whereas with, with Louisiana, we're losing some situations, we're still we're still the, the best seafood in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, about two years ago, there was one local uh, place that just all of a sudden decided we're going to serve nothing but wild-caught catfish. It was uh, – the the name of the restaurant was uh, – oh, gosh. Um, It's – it'll come to me in a second. Uh, Okay. But they – they started really featuring that as opposed to the wild, uh, rather the. the uh, oh, I've just been told what it what it was. I was trying to remember. Bistro Orleans. They were they were advertising all over the place that they were doing strictly uh, wild caught catfish, and I couldn't think of anybody else who was doing it. So I made a big fuss over it since I was doing commercials for them at the time. And uh, sure enough, I tell you what, it's uh, people come in there just for that.
2: Really is, you know, and even like uh, the Zia restaurants, you know, sorry, they're all wildcat fish.
1: Uh-huh. There's yeah, a lot that's... of people
2: that you don't realize that are doing wildcat fish. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really, it, it's exploding. We're going to, you know, I'm going to harvest probably 3 million pounds of wildcat fish this year. Three
1: and it, million you know, a lot of it seems,
2: yes, million pounds, pounds. And so, pounds. in yeah, you look at that. You look at restaurants like Spars and Zelmon, that just really are strong with the catfish. You know, so mm. and it's every day, every day we get somebody new that's interested in, in really putting that wild catfish on, and uh, and it's it's for a good reason. It's it's part of the you know the the cultural heritage of, of Louisiana and New Orleans, and so and oh, like it, uh, it's people, it's you know,
1: immediately the, obvious. Every time I I take one bite, I say, well, I, I know where this came from. I mean, it's it's really that obvious to me, anyhow. But and to
2: everyone, it gets to it. And, yeah. and again, some of the problems, some of the things that we have run into is people don't understand taste. We do, you and I, and the, the old regulars know that. But we've got to get people used to that flavor again, and that stuff like the Beaufort Line is doing right now, and uh, you know, with and he's doing oysters, he's doing all kinds of stuff with yeah, time But but that's it. And you know, all the main larger restaurants are doing it as well. And. It's it good. I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that come back. And the beauty of it is, we're creating fishermen, which we didn't. We're not doing in the other industries. The solid mm. industry's not. We, you know, average age of commercial fishermen ten years ago was forty. Now it's fifty in the solid industry. Whereas on the catfish side, we are growing fishermen leaps by and bounds. Really? They're coming out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, we're really No,
1: no. Why should that be? That's uh, everything I hear about the working man in the uh, in the seafood industry is that. This is really hard work, and not the kind of thing that would really draw uh, the guys who are dressed to the sh- to the shins. Or
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know what it's I much mean? more. Yeah, the, the, the problem you have is that in the saltwater side, we are being regulated to death, and there's no real clear mm-hmm. pathway for a young guy to get involved. There's a mortar to in this fish, there's a more in that fisher, there's individual fishing quarters that he can't get his hands on and they have to pay a fortune to get it. So on the saltwater side, the pathway into the industry is not as clear as in this in the freshwater side. Freshwater mm-hmm. side we can catch as many catfish we want. We got more than we ever catch to start with. Lake the salmon you can walk across the catfish right now. But mm-hmm. but so there's an entryway that these guys can get in. They don't need heavy investments. They can start catching fish and, and, and feel good about themselves right away. And so that's why it's been really great to see that, and I think you'll see a resurgence in, in the other freshwater fisheries, the buffalo and the mm-hmm. Jaspers, or the freshwater drum, that we we're not going to see on the saltwater side. Uh, you know, we losing not, ground there. We're gaining ground on the freshwater
1: And let's not forget uh, about uh, chick feed. No, wait, that's not what it's <laughs> it's called. <laughs> you know huh. the one I'm talking about. Uh, it's it's yeah. one of my favorite. Huh? Shoe pick, yeah. Well, that's one be. of them. that wasn't what I had in mind actually. I was yeah. I was thinking of a uh, cat wait it's it's uh, oh, never mind but garfish What like garfish? Yeah, oh. <laughs> Now there's something you don't <laughs> hardly see anybody uh, attempting a garfish well, but it it was a it, you know North
2: Louisiana used to love garfish. It kind of got drifted away from it and we lost we, you know we lost some of production and it, it's there though there's plenty of nice garfish. and if you do it correctly, it's you know any good fresh fish is good fish. Just yeah. gotta know how to prepare uh, it. That's it's it's not line. for
1: everybody because it makes a pretty big statement in terms of its flavor. Uh oh, it does. But, it uh, really does. It does. You know, and just the like other one, one I was trying yeah. to think of a minute ago and I forgot what it was, but uh um uh uh shoe, not shoe pick again, now it's got uh sheephead. Sheephead, I think oh. sheephead is a uh, good fish.
2: It's a phenomenal fish. Right now we've you know, we harvested about 100,000 pounds in the last 10 days. So yeah. that fishery is moving. And we were selling outback steakhouse redfish for a while. And if we yeah. could have given them fresh sheephead year-round, they would have went with that first because of the mm-hmm. flavor. No sheephead, yeah. or as we call it, Rondo Seabream is the name that we gave it because yeah. it sounded better. You know, the FDA let us do that. But, no, sheephead is is a mainstay in the marketplace right now, yeah. a mainstay. Yeah. That and black are, are your two... Harlan, let me
1: let me take a break here, if uh, if you don't mind. Uh, We'll be back. uh, Harlan Pierce is with us. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM, and we'll be back with more of it after first please this. Hello, you're welcome back to the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Harlan Pierce is with us. He is one of the people who is uh, not in charge of exactly, but he is uh, very much involved with uh, the seafood industry here in Louisiana. And he's a guy who you can always count on to or give you the, the straight dope on what's going on with why. Hey, why don't we have more soft-shell crabs and bigger ones? You already told me well, that, so don't bother. Yeah. No. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sitting here drinking a traditional Remus Gin Fizz wine, speaking with you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm New Orleans all the way, that's for sure. Eat some good you know, seafood that's a, that's a great anything.
1: drink, and nobody ever talks about it much. You're the first in a while.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, Sharon made it for me, a couple of them, and just sat a relaxing, drinking that this afternoon, and I might drink huh. a good Pinot Noir next, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do.
1: Why I just got a,
2: got a Bell, a, a, I haven't drank drink this type of wine yet. It's a Bell Gloss, Gloss, Pinot Noir, the yeah. yellow yeah. Bell Gloss. It looks pretty good, so we'll try that later as we go. <laughs> but seafood is New Orleans, you know, and it really is, that's what New Orleans is all about, and it's, uh, you know, it we're still number one in a lot of the fisheries in the country, so we're not. We're, we're still there. It's just it's not as as seasonal as it used to be. It's a bit less. But again, the freshwater industry, wild catfish, those types of things are just really wonderful right now. And uh, and crawfish. Yes, Trust crawfish now is the time to get up to crawfish. Lent's over. Good Friday's over. We saw the price of crawfish drop today. Mm-hmm. So g- raw crawfish or live crawfish or crawfish meat or some dishes. You know those things are. Or clearly, something you need to start looking forward to in the future. So I think you're going to see some. some, some the rest of the year is going to be good with those kind of guys. Crab meat, mm. tough. I mean, the weather is killing us with crabs. Yeah. You know it. You know we got. Looks like we we're going to finally get into spring, but then we may get the May winds and the May heat. All that stuff may slow us down. But crabs and crab meat have been extremely tough and extremely expensive
1: the last three well, months. Well, a lot of that is because uh, these guys up in the Northeast uh, buy a whole lot of it from us. Us and kind of brings things down well, a little bit, don't you think? Or is oh, that just a myth? Yeah. Well, no, it's not a myth, but we haven't had them.
2: Even if they oh. were buying them, we <laughs> haven't had them. You know, you, you couldn't yeah. get out and catch them. Again, Mother Nature, like I said, the, the, you know, the weather gods really hurt us this year. And, and so we couldn't. It either got too cold where they weren't biting. It was too windy, you couldn't get out. Too much rain with too much fresh water. It was just, just nothing worked right for the crab guys this year. Now, it should stop. As we warm up, you're going to see that starting to happen and, and things getting into it. And, and, of course, the king of seafood in, in Louisiana, shrimp, will start another month. Our shrimp season is going to open up and we'll be back in. You know what amazes me, Tom, is that, you know, when crawfish season starts, everybody wants to boil crawfish. we got to have a crawfish. got to have crawfish. You know, you boil 100 pounds of crawfish, you get 15 pounds of meat, okay, as <laughs> a basic. You take yeah. 100 mm-hmm. pounds of shrimp and you get 50, 60 pounds of meat. So. Price for price, you're getting a whole lot better deal, and people should think about it when the shrimp season opens up. Start thinking about shrimp oils. Start doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff because you you don't need half as much of the product to do it, and you can do a combination shrimp and fish if you want. But you know, shrimp is a good value, and, and because mm-hmm. of the yield you get out of what you do, so and that's that's coming up. You know, we got another month or so that'll start.
1: You know, well, it's uh, it is the one item, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, I think. Really stands above a lot of the others in its category, uh, and you have a dish like like uh, barbecue shrimp. Uh, I think yes. that might be the best uh, dish that was has ever been created for a Creole Italian. Just to no, to, no that. No yeah, yeah, no no, no,
2: no, no, doubt about that. You know, so that works out really good. And you know, again, regular, regulatory problems we always have, like redfish. We can't catch wild redfish. Speckle trout. We've got a million pound quarter, but we have no gear to catch it. All you know—that's all the political issues that we have to fight. And you know, we're working on aquaculture right now. That's the next thing I'm working hard on, trying to develop some net 10 culture in the Gulf, and to get us to production levels, we need. If we had, if we'd have had aquaculture in the Gulf with Katrina Rita, Rita goes off, like in the oil spill, we wouldn't have lost our place at the table with domestic seafoods. When you started seeing other things show up on the table, it's because of our inability to fill the demands of the restaurant industry, not only in the city, but outside of the city and across the country. Mm-hmm. So aquaculture gives you a moderately priced protein that you send to the plate to where the wild products take a step up, like Copper River salmon. You know, mm-hmm. you got all the farm salmon, but when you start trying to buy Copper River salmon, those guys get their price for it. And the goal is to get our commercial fishermen to get the value for that product they, they, they get and, and, and do the better quality levels and do the things that they need to do to make it work. But, yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of things about seafood and a lot of things that we're doing, and
1: uh,
2: I'm going to be in Portland, Maine next week. Believe it or not, Will I'm you? Be working on?
1: Yeah, I'm on. A, so uh, I was, I was wondering, I was wondering why you were making references to, uh, to uh, basically salmon uh, just a few minutes ago, unless well, I'm mistaken. just because
2: to show you a difference in what salmon has done for the wild salmon industry. Farm raised salmon has kicked it up a notch and Copper River salmon is just, you know, priced very extremely high and and it's because it's, it's 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 a great fish, a lot fattier product, you know, just a better deal. But we're also working on a national seafood marketing program to where we, to, we market US products better than it's been market across the country to make Amen. people realize what we have.
1: And you know, uh, yesterday I gave a talk to a pretty good-sized group uptown. I'm not trying to uh, impress you. It's just that uh, a couple of different people uh, were asking about these foreign seafoods that come in and uh, are they worth getting and, and that sort of thing. And uh, my, my response is always, you know, why would you want to bring in something from Southeast Asia when you have it growing here? like out your back door practically i don't get that
2: and and the quality levels you've got and again the flavor you know nothing against farmer's product but you crunch your 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 teeth crunch into a nice wild louisiana shrimp and get that flavor that wild louisiana there's nothing better there's nothing better and 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 the farmer's product just doesn't have that and you know, it's a mainstay in the marketplace, and it's created markets for shrimp across the country. But when you're looking at really quality, you're looking at really mm-hmm. flavor. You got to look at what we got right down here, it's wild yeah. Louisiana product, wild shrimp, for sure. Right,
1: so, and it's, it's a no-brainer uh, if you ask it me. It is. Yeah. No, it isn't. You know,
2: and you know, right now there's some legislation in, in batteries that, I think it came before the committees today about truth and menu, where you had to put the country of origin on on shrimp, particularly and crawfish. Okay, mm. and What I told my guys that we're doing, I said, well, just put something like gulf shrimp. If it was gulf shrimp, they could say gulf shrimp, but it's not as simple, so people know the difference. Mm -hmm. Rather than trying to delineate and have a a restaurateur change his menu every time he had a different product coming in in the back door, so he's got to do something, like whether it's Indian or Ecuadorian or whatever, and if they just stuck the gulf product, they'd be a whole bunch better. And uh, we still have a good fishery there. You know, we really do. And people have to support the local fishermen. That's our lifeblood in of our industry in Louisiana. It's about our fishermen. It really is. And it, it's uh, what, what's best for you anyway. So.
1: We, uh, we haven't brought up the whole question of oysters, uh, which kind of live oh. in a, a land all their own. Hmm. Uh, my favorite mm-hmm. uh, seafood, my favorite food, period, in fact.
2: Oysters. No, I agree. Oysters this year has been a wonderful winter for oysters. You, you big, your oysters, big
1: ones, excellent,
2: big, meaty ones. Oh, god meaty and salty, and just you know really good. You've got a lot of these these happy hours they are doing sixty cent. How can you beat a sixty cent oyster? And you know when you see all these, and I'm not against again. I'm not against off-bottom culture. I'm not against farm resources. Then you're paying three bucks a piece for those too. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, the, the, and the Louisiana oyster is just so much better the wild product. It just really is. It's, it's just wonderful.
1: Oh, and,
2: and a fried oyster po' boy is to die for. I mean, it just really yeah. is. And, and, you know, so, and we had a good year. We had a good rum with oysters, and right now they're so yielding so well that a sack of oysters is yielding two gallons of oysters. That's phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. You get mm. into the summer months when a sack of oysters gives you three pints, four pints, you know. It's <laughs> not going to get so skinny, but, you know, yeah. this is the time of year to really just chow down on some great Great Louisiana there's oysters. There's none better, and I'm yeah. with you. I love. I can't wait to get my
1: oysters. I really can't. Yeah. Uh, really uh, Clara Satanovich, who I'm sure you know as uh, right? Mrs. Mm-hmm. Dra- Mrs. Drago. Right. Uh, uh, he. Uh, I, I was talking to her not long ago, and uh, she was telling me about uh, oysters and and how big a part of the of the scene that is. Uh, but uh, she she said, you know what I like about an oyster. Everybody talks about it being salty, but here's what I like. And she shucked an oyster, and there was a, a big, big, meaty eye right in the middle. And, right. and she said, this is the way you want it to be, just like that. And I, I, I haven't changed my mind since then. That's just a no-brainer again. Well,
2: you don't get that with these these other oysters. You just don't get it at all.
1: I know. The ones that are the size yeah. of a dime up there right. in, uh, where you're going, it's, you, you better watch it. Sure. There's plenty of that stuff there.
2: Oh, yeah. And you, you look at the west side of the river. The west side of the river is really doing great with the oysters because the chapalaya mm-hmm. is blowing. It's not It's not levied in. It's, it's blowing and going. Whereas the east side of the river is suffering a little bit because of some of the yeah. environmental degradation we've gone through through the different events we've had happen in the last 10 or 15 years, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, the east side of the oysters are still really great oysters. I mean, they were getting oh, the Area 3 and area, all those areas. 4, those are just really good oysters. Phenomenal, you know, and it, it's just good. I mean, you, look, we're, this is Louisiana. What do you expect? I mean, this is what we're all about. I mean, people don't look and don't again don't think this is the wrong way. People don't come here to eat steak; they come here to eat what we've got our best. <laughs> so I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have good steaks, but
1: seafoods king here, no doubt oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and it, it yeah. just keeps getting better, and, and uh, that's uh, oh, yeah. That's, you know, and then it's it becomes even more amazing when you think of the percentage of oysters that have sold uh, came out of that one recipe. Uh, Drago oh, yeah. and Company came up with. Boy, you just can't mm-hmm. stop eating those suckers. I I can no. just pack them away until tomorrow. No doubt.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I you know where I live on the lakefront, you got the blue crab right here next to me, mm-hmm. and that happy hour sixty cent oysters there. You can go there and a couple of dozen oysters quick, and a, a quick draft beer, and and get five dollar appetizer, and just just you're in heaven, you know. It's just you're in heaven, yeah. and oh, uh, to be worse. Oh, it could be. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that at all. But this is New Orleans. Yeah, this is who we well, are. Well,
1: um, thanks for spending all this time with us. I uh, I know that whenever we talk to you, we get the the real scoop on it. And uh, thank I you for sharing it. that with us. I'm uh, always but open to discussion. Go, before you go, uh, I have one little thing that I wanted to make sure shows up in our uh, on our program today, and that is that today is the birthday in 1914.
2: Want to take a guess? I have no idea.
1: It was uh, uh, none other than Justin Wilson. Oh, remember him? I saw a bill.
2: I saw a billboard coming back. From Mississippi last week with Justin Wilson's figure on, I couldn't even believe there's still a billboard out there. Billboard out there with him on it. No, I remember him. I'll
1: bet. I, I guarantee. I, I guarantee.
2: Him. How
1: y'all are? How y'all are? That's anyway. Today would be in his birthday, but it's at 1914 is when he was born in Roseland, Louisiana. That's just north of a meet. and he That's was the I saw the billboard. <laughs> That's oh, really? Billboard. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, but that didn't stop him. Uh, he became the world's best-known ambassador of Cajun uh, culture, really, until Chef Paul came along and, you know, That's he, he right. laid it on us. Well, uh, always great to hear from you, and it's too too uh, too long be- between times. Uh, you
2: got it. I mean, Let me know. What let's, let's get together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, Thank you, Bob. Harlan.
1: See you. Bye. Right, it's the Food Show, Harlan Pierce. Uh, in case you're wondering. Uh, he is the uh, the guy who uh, has for many years uh, did, done these uh, uh, cooking shows on television when nobody else was doing it, but he gave it a Cajun accent to it. It was he was wasn't still as, well he's gone now, but everybody remembers it. What were you about to tell me? Uh, Stephen uh, joins yeah. us over here on the green phone. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Just a quick thing. uh, It's pecan pie, and the difference between
2: how you remember is pecan goes under the bed in the winter, what? So you don't what? have to go off to the cold bathroom when you were had outside. Oh,
1: I see, the pecan. Okay, all right. The pecan, and that's oh, how you run okay. so the other. Uh, okay. And if
2: you're cooking with pecans as a breading, you need to toast them first and then grind them up because there's oils in pecans that you need to uh, get rid of before you uh,
1: cook with them. Yeah? Yeah. And that's working for you? you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we care about. Okay. That it works for you.
2: you. Have a good day. Bye.
1: Thanks for calling. See you. It's the food show. Well, maybe I should say it was the food show because we are at the end of it. But you know what? We're going to be back tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. And you can also find a lot of what I've uh, been telling you and writing about uh, on my website at nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. also tells you when to find us again on 105.3 FM HD 2. do 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 Just a moment here. We have the uh, the news coming up, and then I'll talk to you again tomorrow or something like that. Or did I go a little too fast on that? Where are we, Anyhow. Do do do, do. There's was, there was a few other things we can uh, waste some time with. Uh, let's see. I have a good recipe in case you're interested in the newsletter today. It is uh, for a soup uh, made with steaks, tacos, and steaks and flat iron beef uh, is the we'll cut you use for this. It's a Creole Mexican. Uh, version of that and then i have some tex-mex tacos here i don't know why i was in a, a mexican mood today but i was and there it is it's just right on the newsletter tom at no menu oh and just no menu that's it no menu.com that's all you need doot, 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 doot. have a good evening talk to you again tomorrow
0: good- this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what